All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. And I uh, haven't seen you in a couple weeks, everybody. We uh, took a break over the holidays and decided uh, to try to just chill out, see our family, see our friends, enjoy uh, enjoy the time off. And uh, so we're, now we're back at it, doing a weekend wrap-up of sports and uh, lots to talk about. And of course, Jason Cameron's going to join us to do that. We're going to talk some football, basketball, some UFC. It's going to be a fun conversation. So dig in. Grab yourself a drink, grab yourself something to eat, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, entertain you for the next little while. Um, oh my God, the national championship in college is on right now, and the score is 51 to 7. <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs are going to be two-time national champions, and uh, I don't know, you, you mentioned earlier before this started, half the team going to the NFL uh, maybe like two thirds, three quarters. Maybe all these guys go to the NFL. This is a absolute crushing, dominating performance. Fourteen and zero in the regular season, dominated everybody. And number three TCU does not look like they're in the same class. They look, it's looked like men hates boys here. And uh, this is already over. And there's still three minutes left in the third quarter. This could get ugly. That's. That's awesome that they're not even in the same dimension, let alone like the same level. Like, it's just like, oh, wait. So, because like if, I, if I'm the player on TCU, I go, what do you mean we still got a quarter left? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this is going to get bad. It's oh, like, oh, man. This yeah. is rough. Yeah. Look, look, the statistics for this team is just unreal. Uh, Stetson Bennett has thrown for 300 yards, three touchdowns already. He's ran for two himself. Uh, <laughs> this guy, this guy was a Heisman Trophy finalist, finished fourth in the Heisman Trophy winning, but uh, voting. But uh, holy cow, he's got five touchdowns himself. Everybody that's caught a ball has scored a touchdown for Georgia. Uh, not quite, but oh my god, uh, these guys are just loving life. Uh, holy cow, it is a an absolute laugher. They they said this is a lopsided. Affair and it was a 13 point favorite for Georgia, but uh, wow, holy cow, this team, this team could go down in history as one of the greatest ever. Yeah, it, it seems like they're probably going to go down because they're literally undefeated. Like yeah. they win this and then they've never lost a game because they don't know what that is. Yeah. Losing, what is that? We don't <laughs> know what that is. But also, too, if you're if you're the Georgia head coach, it's like, what great PR we got going on here. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to come to our school because you know what we do? We make NFL players. Yeah. Oh man, the recruiting job must be so easy for the, these guys now. Holy cow, they're going to be they're going to be good for years and years to come because uh, all the top players are going to want to go there. And holy cow, this is um un unreal. Yeah, I I uh, I was excited to watch this game. I thought it was going to be you know I thought. It, Georgia would win, but we would see a big offensive explosion. TCU averaged 40 points a game this year and uh, really was lighting up. But many of the teams uh, only lost one game all season and uh, really had a dominating performance in the semifinals. And I thought, holy cow, but this this is, um, yeah, this is not close. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs, wow. Um, big party in Atlanta and uh, all over Georgia. It's going to be uh, pretty awesome. But, yeah, I, I think we're going to see it. 
a lot of uh, Georgia players um, being drafted into the NFL this this offseason. Um, Houston uh, will not uh, pick number one overall after that crazy, ridiculous Hail Mary win that they had. Um, got Lovey Smith fired because uh, he lost a game that he wasn't – or he won a game he wasn't supposed to. They were on the tank train there, and uh, – Chicago Bears actually get number one overall pick. Uh, and, and I couldn't believe it how fast, like within like three or four hours, Lovey Smith was out of there because of that win. It was it was pretty pathetic. <laughs> it's kind of funny if you think about it. It's like you won, you're out. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> how dare you win that game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, that was nuts, man. I couldn't believe it. You think you'd think they would like evaluate it after a couple of days and you know say, yeah. you know, we're gonna go in a different direction. Second straight year, coach gets fired out of Houston, one season, that's all they give them. And uh they were on the tank program. I don't think it's gonna affect them much because Chicago isn't doesn't need a quarterback. They got Justin Fields, and I think he's the oh, yeah. you know way of the future. Um, they're gonna go for a defensive player. Uh, I think Houston needs a quarterback, so you know they're going to uh, draft high and and get somebody at the top of the list there. And so it didn't really matter, but I think it was just all the fans were so mad. What are you doing, winning? You won two out of the last three games. We had the number one overall pick, and you're gonna go and win. What are you doing? That's not in the that's not in the game plan. Why are you doing this? And said Lovey Smith had to walk the plane. Yeah, it I. I'm going to be honest. I think it's a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction because at some point in time, they're going to have to make, like, they're going to have to make a decision on a head coach that they're going to that's going to have to stay for a bit, yeah. so you can actually, you know, build something. Yeah. Because what what one and done? That's not going to do anything for your team, and no. that's not going to do anything for your organization. No, and, you know what 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 good coach is going to want to go there? The thing's been a dumpster fire for four or five years and, you know, it's just getting worse there. And, um, you know, they're not going to be able to attract the, the top coaches there uh, because of what's been going on. And, uh, you know, giving a guy an opportunity, you can't come in, change an entire culture, especially a team that's been really, really bad for a few years and change it in one year and expect, you know, miracles out of this. Uh, I was really disappointed that Lovey Smith got fired. Yeah, that's, so am I. Because I think if you had given the man some time, he could have done some good. Yeah. But one year is, is not nearly enough time. It's just, it's not enough time. Yeah, he won a game that probably shouldn't have won. He probably shouldn't have done that. But whatever. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, is it was it really going to affect them that much overall going forward? Right. I don't think so. No, no, you're right. Exactly. Um, this is always Black Monday, the first Monday after the regular season ends. Uh, coaches walk the plank. Uh, Lovey got it last night, so not quite into Monday, but um, Cliff Kingsbury was the big uh, head coach firing after four seasons in Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals lost their last seven games of the year, and it has been pretty ugly there. A lot of assistant coaches... Uh, got fired today. Um, there are some more guys on the hot seat. Possibly we're going to hear some more firings, but um, coaching vacancies in Houston, uh, in Indy, uh, he, uh, with the Panthers, with the Raiders, 
Um, yeah, uh, uh, Broncos, uh, Nathaniel Hackett getting the axe there. Um, Sean Payton seems to be the top candidate that everybody's talking about uh, getting in there. Uh, a lot of talk about Jim Harbaugh maybe coming back out of the college ranks. But um, the Browns fired their defensive coordinator. The Tennessee fired four of their assistant coaches today. Um, yeah, it, it's it's ugly on Monday after that regular season. I feel sorry for coaches. Uh, you just want to go and hide for a couple of days. Hopefully don't get the axe and uh, get to get back to work. It's uh, it's a tough day. That's a tough day. Right? Like you're you're hoping that if you're like, let's say, like a team like Seattle where you're like, Woo! Made it. Got in the playoffs. All yeah. right. Just, I can live for another year. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, there's only 14, uh, 14 guys that uh, made the playoffs. Uh, I can't wait to break it down and get into all of that. Um, this has been a crazy week, obviously, with Damar Hamlin. Um, that was uh, one of the toughest things I've ever had to watch live. Uh, seeing him collapse on the field, uh, they have to perform CPR on him to revive him, bring him back to life. Uh, this happens when he gets to the hospital too. He, um, his heart stops and they have to get it going again. But um, the outpouring of love and support for this guy was unprecedented. It was so good to see and it made me feel really good about football, about the football community, the fans. Everybody involved in the sport really rallied behind this guy and his family. And uh, it just made me feel very warm in the heart altogether. Me too. Like, it. first off, when you told me about it, and then I was like, because I was visiting with, like, family. So I take a look and I go, and just the way that he collapsed, you're just like, that's not normal. No. That's not right and that's not normal. I will say this. The protocols that the NFL have in place, thank goodness that they were well thought through and those guys were on it. Those people saved his life. Yeah. Uh, and and those are the heroes right there. Yeah. Uh, from both sides, from the Bengals side and obviously from the Bills side. Both both those teams, both those uh both both of them helped that young man, you know, keep his life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the fact that he, the first thing he says when he gets up is, did we win? win? Doc <laughs> goes, yeah, you won the game of life. <laughs> and, I, like, and I thought to myself, that's, 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 that's as poignant and as accurate a statement as there's ever been. Yeah. You know, like it was, it was, and also too, I, I agree with you. It was just great to see the humanity of everybody coming together to back this young man and pray for him. And hoping for the best that he comes out comes out of it, right? Like it's just just seeing everybody come together, it really it it just it just it just gave you that great feeling of like you know this is this is what this is what it is when us when humans come together for a certain cause yeah. and it's a good cause. Yeah. This is the power that we have when we can come together like this. I wish we could come together like this more often when yeah. it doesn't actually involve something of magnitude yeah i agree yeah it's uh it's tough when it be- takes a tragedy um it's it's funny how most of us will never get to see our celebration of life uh we're going to be you know gone and 
all of a sudden everybody steps up. What a great guy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, everybody's saying all these great things. And most of us don't really get to hear it uh, until we we're gone. And uh, it's, it's too bad about that, but this guy, you know, got to have a second chance at life and got to uh, have that uh, outpouring of love and support. And, and uh, I knew, I knew about him obviously, um, but I, found out so much more about him and how great of a of a, um, a guy he is how much he gives back to his community that he grew up in um his uh yeah his just community activism has been just unbelievable and uh to see over eight million dollars being donated to his charity um it's just uh so heartwarming and wonderful and i, I you could just tell from the smile on his face and uh, the way his family uh, responded that uh, they just appreciated how much everybody really just wanted to show how, how important he was and, and how much they love everybody loves him. Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact that he only, he only set out with the, the idea of getting the goal of $2,500, $2,500, yeah. $8 million later. It's like, Oh, I think you got it. I think, I think you reached it. I think you reached your goal. So, uh, oh, and then the good news today was that he actually went home. Yeah. He went home. Yeah, he uh, he got released from the hospital in Cincinnati. He went back to Buffalo. Uh, yeah, has to spend uh, some more time in the hospital, um, you know, trying to recover from this. It's obviously one of the most serious things we've ever seen in sports. and um, But uh, he's been, made a miraculous recovery. And uh, everybody says, uh, you know, for – what he went through it's it's amazing that he's not uh this this he's been able to uh recover so quickly uh it's you know power of prayer power of uh being such a great athlete in such good shape and um yeah i i'm amazed uh, that he's doing this well this quick yeah and, and i think there's probably some karma in there too because he's just by by all accounts he's just a great human being period Right, like, and he's certainly beloved by his uh, by his teammates. Yeah, like you could you could tell that, you could tell that. Like even with um, um, when it happened, you saw Stephon Diggs literally take an Uber to see his boy in the hospital. Right, so um, yeah, it was it was it was an outpouring of love for this young man, and it came across the nation. Yeah, and and filtered into Canada, you know. And I think for, how about this? It filtered worldwide. Yeah. You know, like, and it was it was just it, it was just heartwarming to see that so many people actually cared. Yeah. So many people cared. Yeah. Well, the, the, that's the great thing about sports. It does unite people. Uh, it usually it doesn't usually take a tragedy to unite people. Usually, a, you know, a victory, uh, you know, winning a championship. Suddenly uh, people are coming together. Um, the, the funny thing about the Bills is that they're Ontario's team. Uh, I have lots of friends in Ontario, and they're all Bills fans. Uh, I go out there, and everybody's wearing Bills gear. They're going down to their games all the time. Uh, I, you know, by osmosis, I cheered for the Bills a lot when I was out there. And um, they, they played a few regular season games over the years in Toronto. And uh, yeah, they became sort of Canada's team in a lot of ways. Yes, yes, they did. They did. They definitely did. Um, and because they're so close to the border to us. Uh, the other thing I wanted to, to mention was um, I thought this is absolutely classy move by the Bills. Absolute classy move. 
because of the way his contract is structured, like if he was supposed to go on IR for a certain length of time, he wasn't going to get all of his money. The bill said, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. The man is going to get all of his money. Awesome. They went through the NFL. They went through the NFLPA. That is done. He's right. going to be fully paid. That's fully. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's so great. And uh, yeah, such a classy move. And and um, yeah, we're, we just want the best for him and his family. And uh, yeah, hopefully he becomes uh, he can get back to 100 percent and resume his career and uh, I think it's got a long, long road ahead, but um, yeah, what a, uh, what a crazy week! It, it went from you know a week ago tonight. I was so looking forward to that Bengals Bills game. I thought you know this could be game of the year. It was uh, top two teams battling it out, and then uh, you know not even half a quarter. We're uh, suddenly holy cow! This game is not happening, and uh, this game is completely canceled. And uh, yeah, we have to deal with everything here and um wow um all of a sudden you know had to wait till sunday to uh figure out the seating figure out all the teams that made the playoffs and who was gonna play where and uh it happened uh i'm excited uh for uh the weeks ahead uh last year you and i talked uh, on the podcast about how incredible the playoffs were last year uh, we couldn't have even wrote a script that was that great and uh yeah i i think we're gonna see another amazing uh year of playoffs this week there seems to be a few mismatches but i think uh, going forward uh we're gonna see the most elite teams and a lot of great football ahead i think we're gonna see a lot of great football ahead but i'm i'm gonna say it right now I'll say it right now there might be a certain team that has more to play for than anybody else uh, in all the 14 teams and that would be buffalo sure yeah 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 that's uh they sure do they have a lot to play for and oh man it's uh yeah it it would be so poignant uh if uh yeah they were able to uh, pull this off and, and win the super bowl for for demar and for um everybody at bill's mafia uh naheem hines uh running that kickoff back Seemed like there was a bit of divine intervention, uh, being able to take that 96 yards and uh, get the opening score 14 seconds into the game. Uh, I could see a lot of guys crying and so happy. Uh, what a what an absolute amazing moment to start that game. Yeah, it was. You're absolutely right. Like everybody was tearing up. Even even the broadcasters in the booth were tearing up. Like or it's just like it's almost as if. You felt it. Yeah. You, you you felt it. You felt something more than what we are. There's, there's just something more. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. Okay. And right. it, was, it was fantastic. It was just a fantastic feeling to see that, to see that happen. Yeah. And to know that apparently they talked before and he's like, and 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 Damar's like, I, I think you're gonna take one back to the house. <laughs> but what he didn't no, was that he's just gonna do it twice? Twice, yeah, yeah. Do it twice. Yeah, that was awesome. So awesome. Yeah, it was uh, incredible. And uh, you know, you, like I said, you can't even script stuff like this. And that was uh, special to see. Holy cow! He, oh my god, he's actually gonna take this back. And, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, and and yeah, I I think um, yeah, it would be amazing uh, to see the Bills go all the way this year and 
And um, yeah, they do have a lot to play for now. So we'll see how it pans out. As always, uh, we start in the NFC, though. We uh, have done that all season. We shouldn't break from protocol. And uh, let's let's do it. Uh, obviously, the Eagles were the top team all season long and uh, continued that way. They get the bye. Uh, they uh, got Jalen Hurts back after missing a couple weeks. Uh, it started making the uh, standings a little more interesting because Gardner Minshew is not quite Jalen Hurts, and they lost a couple while he was in. Uh, Jalen Hurts came back, and uh, they were able to get the win, squeaked it out over a Giants team that weren't playing very many guys. But um, I think Hurts isn't quite 100%. They seem to have a limited uh, type of play calling with him back. But uh, Eagles get a bye another week to uh, rest up and, and get ready for the uh, playoffs ahead for them. Yeah, it was pretty clear to me that he wasn't going to be doing any running plays. Hurts, like they, it was like you're going to stay in the pocket, you're going to pass the ball, and if you can't, if you can't get anybody, throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it was very pretty simple. Yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. Because they, they couldn't risk him getting hit, and they couldn't risk him getting any more hurt than what he already was. Right? Yeah. So. yeah. So yeah. So they are. They are the top seed. Uh, that's the first time since 2017 that they uh, were the top seed going in, and they won the Super Bowl that year. So, uh, you know, my money's on them going the, the, that way this year. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. But um, number two seed ended up being the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they absolutely destroyed the Cardinals, put that proverbial nail in the coffin of Cliff Kingsbury. And uh, they won 38 to 13. Uh, Brock Purdy was good, uh, just serviceable is what you need. You just need him to, you know, throw 20 balls and, uh, you know, 180 yards, good enough. Uh, three touchdowns. And uh, yeah, uh, this team is a juggernaut. 10 straight wins going into the playoffs. And uh, man, they are, they are looking absolutely phenomenal right now. Um, they, yeah, I don't know. Uh, look out, uh, the rest of the league. This team is very formidable. Yeah, they're, they're formidable. I, I feel that Purdy and Kittle have like a little special connection now that since he's been in, cause he's been able to find Kittle like a ton since yeah. he's been playing, since he's been back there quarterbacking and <laughs> they just have weapons everywhere. Like they're, they're a dark horse favorite of mine. Like, cause I, I, I just see them. They're super dangerous. Yeah. Like if you're a defense going, well, who do we double? You don't double anybody because you can't. Yeah. There's too many weapons out there, man. There's just too many. Yeah, no, it's incredible. With that acquisition of Christian McCaffrey, uh, they became so deadly on offense. And you you just really got to pick your poison. You got to try to, you know, be there. You probably can't double anybody because the other guy's going to hurt you. Elijah Mitchell came back. He had been out for a little while. Uh, he only he only gave him five carries, but he got two touchdowns out of those five carries. So another yeah. weapon that's great. Uh, you mentioned Kittle; he got a couple touchdowns as well. Uh, on on defense, their defense is super super great. Tashawn Gibson had two picks of the three car that the Cardinals throw through, and um, yeah, he was he was phenomenal. Uh, I do want to mention JJ Watt was in this game. Uh, ended his career with a couple sacks, many quarterback pressures. Look, rejuvenated the last few games. 
and really uh, ended his career on a phenomenal note. I was impressed with the classiness of the 49ers fans, gave him a massive standing ovation, and uh, really showed him the love that he deserves for a Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, very classy of the 49ers fans to do what they did. Um, and just giving respects to a Hall of Fame, a great, a as he should. And uh, he, he leaves on his own terms. As man, did that dude play for a long time yeah. at a very tough position. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, yeah, he's... He's uh one of the one of the greatest of all of all time and uh yeah great to see him go out on a high. Um this team had Brendan Ayuk over a thousand yards. Um Nick Bolza had 18 and a half sacks, just missed out on Alden Smith's franchise record, only one behind. They sat him a little bit in the uh later stages. Um okay, so Everybody here in the Pacific Northwest was super excited. Seahawks made it. Uh, they, they were able to get their victory and then had to wait and see if the Lions could actually beat the Packers. And amazingly enough, Dan Campbell got his team up for this win, got them to beat the Packers, even though they were already eliminated and Seahawks make it. But guess what? They have to face the 49ers. Uh, rough, rough, rough. Uh, they've lost to them twice this year already, and uh, this is probably the worst team that they could have faced. There was other teams that were in the mix for that two position, and uh, I feel sorry. I think it's going to be one and done for the Seahawks this year, but what a great accomplishment. Very impressive what Geno Smith and this team has put together. Nobody had them making the playoffs this year, and they squeaked in. Unfortunately, they have to face the Mighty Niners. Yeah, unfortunately, they got to face the Niners. But as you just mentioned, they got in yeah. when nobody gave them that chance to even sniff the playoffs. Yeah. I know I was one of those people going, wow, I, you know, I guess they'll be lucky if they go 5-12. and 12. That's, that's what I was thinking. That's what I thought that was what their future held for them. Oh. But they, 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 they overachieved, you could say. But also, too, I think what helped them was the fact that they drafted so well this year. Yeah. Now, if they can nail it again like they did this year, uh, the Seahawks are going to have a foundation that, that they can build on, just like how they had the Legion of Boom in that era back then. Yeah. They can do that again. They can, they can get that done again. Well, Seahawks fans are going to be ecstatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, hopefully, um, yeah, they can keep that up. Um, they were able to bring in some amazing rookies this year that contributed heavily to this this win and uh you know i think uh the season was a success just making the playoffs was a big success and you know they've went through a lot of changes lost their franchise quarterback one of their best linebackers that they ever have had and um yeah that legion of boom is long gone now um no. they had to you know piece this together and uh yeah to make the playoffs it was uh it was impressive um yeah the the two games that they played against the niners this year they they had a close game. Uh, on December 15th, the uh, 49ers beat the Seahawks 21 13. Uh, but in the early game in September, 49ers won 27 7. Um, yeah, this this probably won't be close. 
Uh, Niners are favored by nine and a half. And uh, this is the uh, this is the Saturday game, the early game on Saturday, uh, 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern. This kicks off the playoffs. This will be the first game of the weekend. Um, hopefully, uh, Seahawks can play well. Um, you never know. But, uh, yeah, I'm favoring the Niners on this one. I am favoring the Niners too as well. Um, it was it was it's a nice story that they made even made the playoffs, but I believe that's as far as they go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, let's turn to the Vikings, who uh became the third seed, uh, the first 13 win team in history to actually have less points than they allowed. Uh, they won 11 of their 13 games uh, by one score. They got blown out in their losses. But uh, this team has been done it with smoke and mirrors. They got some amazing talent. But this has been the craziest season I remember ever watching. Never thought you could trust the Vikings the whole season long. But they're the third seed. Uh, they go into this game, be, uh, you know, won a game, their, their last game. And, uh yeah, they uh, they faced the Giants. I think um, you know I, I'm favoring the Vikings. Some people are picking the Giants, but uh, what do you think we're gonna see uh, in in this battle? Oh man, you, you see, it's the Vikings, right? Like where I want to go. Well, of course they're gonna go for the Vikings, but then I remember, but it is the Vikings. <laughs> it's the Vikings, right? So I, I, I'm gonna go with yes. I, I think the Vikings are gonna gonna pull this out. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants like managed to beat them by a field goal at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, I, I believe, though, that the Vikings have a better team and they definitely have more offensive weapons than the Giants do. And I think that's always been a limiting factor for the Giants throughout the course of this year. They just they just don't have the horses. They don't have the same amount as some of the top teams that are in the playoffs with yeah. them, right? So, yeah. The, the, these teams uh, face each other just once this year. Uh, the Vikings were able to win on a 61-yard field goal as time expired. Greg Joseph uh, kicked the field goal one. Uh, when you look at the stats in that game, the Giants actually had better numbers. Daniel Jones had better numbers than Kirk Cousins. Saquon Barkley had better numbers uh, running the ball. The they, Giants uh, did everything that they needed to do to win, but Vikings, uh, with their luck this year, uh, somehow pulled it out. And uh, this is um, yeah, this is a crazy Vikings team. I won't be surprised if they win this game, but I won't be surprised if they get blown out either. Uh, it's been just so bizarre to watch how the Vikings have put together the season. Uh, if it's close, the Vikings win. They always have this year. But uh, the Giants, uh, yeah, Brian Dayball has turned this franchise around. Uh, he's going to get a consideration for Coach of the Year. And Saquon Barkley, consideration for Comeback Player of the Year. Um, yeah, this team has looked pretty good. Daniel Jones has uh, looked quite well in a lot of this, a uh, lot of the season, and um, yeah, th this will probably be an entertaining game. Yeah, I, I would, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. I think it should be a close game yeah. because it's just, <laughs> it's just because it's it's the Vikings. That's what they do. We're just like, well, we're good enough that we could blow you out. But we don't do that. Make it exciting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So this game is on the Sunday, one thirty Pacific, four thirty Eastern time. 
Uh, Vikings are favored right now by three points. Uh, they are eight and one at U.S. Bank Stadium this year, and um, yeah, they are uh, favored by a field goal. I wouldn't be surprised if the pundits got that perfectly right this year. Um, okay, four seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, one uh, one of only six teams to make the playoffs with a losing record, finishing eight and nine on the season, winning the NFC South. Um, lost that last game 30 to 17 and uh, uh, yeah, just an up and down, up and down year. Um, really bizarre that uh, they go from Super Bowl champion a couple of years ago to uh, really struggling this year, not being able to put it pulled together. I don't really know what we're going to see, but Tom Brady's that X factor, the greatest of all time. Uh, you can't count him out because uh, you, you really would go poor if you did. And um, we'll see what happens uh, against the Cowboys, who um, came in at the fifth seed. They also came into the the uh, playoffs on a terrible note. Uh, lost 26-6 to the Commanders. Uh, absolutely horrible running attack. Uh, this could have been uh, – this probably was Dak Prescott's worst game of the year. Actually, book-ended. His worst game before this game was the game against the Bucs. First game of the year, they got beat 19-3, to and he was pathetic. Uh, another horrible performance by him, and he's actually one of the reasons why Dallas isn't even higher in the standings because he just keeps throwing pick sixes, keeps throwing interceptions to the other team, seven straight games with a pick, and um, this, is, uh, this is a tough one. I, I, you know, I'm favoring Brady over Dak for sure, but the rest of the Dallas is better than Tampa Bay. But um, I don't know what we're going to see. Probably close. But, uh, yeah, this is quite the toss-up in my opinion. I Okay, so the one thing I've noticed with, with the Bucks is they've had a problem uh, taking care of the football. A lot of turnovers in the last couple of games leading up to them going into the playoffs. And Dallas's D is no joke. No. They're the real deal. Awesome. And Dak likes to throw interceptions. <laughs> I see this game being a very turnover-laden game. Yeah. And then the team that turns over the ball less is probably going to win this game. Sure. That that's that's what I see. Yeah. I'm I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm going to give the advantage to Dallas just because of their superior defense. That's why I would give it to them. But again, there's that guy. There's that Brady guy, right? Yeah. And it's it's so it's so hard to go against him because every time you think where you go, the old man's done, doesn't have it anymore. He's done. Yeah. Then he just goes, No, no, actually I do, and I'm gonna win another Super Bowl. And it's like, ah, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Retire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Everybody, almost everybody wants him to retire and just uh, call it, but he doesn't want to. He wants to keep rubbing it in, winning more championships. I wouldn't put it past him, but uh, this team, um, yeah, this is a, this is a tough team. I don't, I don't know. I think this is the first time he's had a losing record in any yeah. season he's ever had. So, uh, not very confident in his ability to uh, work his magic and get this going. Uh, Dallas is a bit better team, but 
you just never know what's gonna what you're gonna see with Dallas. They can be so inconsistent, and um, yeah, we'll see how it comes together. This is the Monday nighter. Um, they uh, it'll be five fifteen uh, Pacific, eight fifteen Eastern time. Uh, interesting that they have two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and a Monday nighter in the playoffs here for Super Wild Card Weekend. But um, we will be doing our podcast in the middle of that one and we'll have to do some live updates uh, while that one's going on. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to be definitely doing some live updates on that one. And, uh, ah, uh, yeah, it, it could be uh, like a, like a very much a turnover affair in that, in that yeah. could. Be. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, um, okay. Why don't we, uh, why don't we get into the, um, uh, AFC now we can uh, touch into the AFC the Chiefs locked up the uh, top seed with 31-13 win over the Raiders and finished with a 14-3 and record um, they used a very run heavy approach and scored three touchdowns on the ground uh, they get the bye that's very valuable this time of year everybody's banged up uh, Patrick Mahomes could be the MVP probably uh, secured that when he uh, got first overall seed here. Uh, do you realize that Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the AFC uh, in the, of the seven playoff teams? He's the oldest QB out of all seven teams. How bizarre is that at 27 years old? That's so weird. That is, that is I did not realize that at all. Now that I look and I go, Oh Jesus, he is the old man, <laughs> old man Mahomes. Get it in. Yeah, we got uh, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson, all twenty-six years old. Um, then we got uh, Tua, and uh, who else? Oh, and then Lord. Trevor Lawrence, uh, twenty-three. Uh, it's crazy, yeah. That uh, he's the old man. We were just talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> And he's 45, is he now? 46, whatever he is. And uh, the oldest quarterback in the AFC is is uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's just – when I noticed that today, I just couldn't believe it, and I couldn't wait to say it because it just shocked the hell out of me. And, and also, too, you know what it signifies? It signifies the changing of the guard. Yeah. It signifies that, you know, like, this is now the new generation going forward because, like, the, the old dogs – Rodgers, Brady, they're in the twilight of their career. It, it, it's coming to a close. Well, at some point, it's got to come to a close for Brady. I've always thought that. I don't know when that's going to happen now. But at some point in time, these guys are going to be hanging them up, and these guys are going to carry the league going forward. Um, you mentioned the uh, new guard coming in, old guard leaving. Uh, this is actually something that in the NFL about playoffs. It's really amazing. And it has to do a lot with parity, salary cap. Uh, this is the 33rd season in a row. At least four new teams made the playoffs this year that didn't make it last year. That's a pretty shocking am amount. Uh, this year, it's the Vikings, the Giants, the Jags, Dolphins, and Chargers, all making the playoffs after missing it last year. So, um, yeah, you, 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 you're, you're on a team or you're cheering for a team that's Low this year, uh, look out. They can turn it around in a draft. 
That's the one great thing about the NFL draft is you can get some help right away and turn things around. You can plug those holes, get the pieces you're missing, and uh, suddenly be a playoff team after missing out badly the season before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, you know what? I'm, you heard it here first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I firmly believe next year. I think Detroit's gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I firmly believe that. Like that, just the way that they played, the fact that they did not give up on themselves, even though they weren't playing for a spot, and they took it to Green Bay and they beat them. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying it right now. I believe they're going to make the playoffs next. Week. Wow, that was a great, great performance for them down the stretch, and amazing yeah. that they uh, were able to do that. It was super impressive. Um, okay, so we're going to see the Chiefs in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll see how everything pans out for them. Uh, the second seed in the AFC is the Bills. Uh, we mentioned them earlier when we talked about Demar Jackson. Uh, that was a very impressive performance, a 35-23 win over the Patriots, sending Bill Belichick home. Uh, Belichick doesn't miss the playoffs. His team have for the last couple seasons here, but um, this is, uh, yeah, a changing of the guard, as you said. Uh, that divine intervention, Naheem Hines getting that uh, touchdown to start the game, having two kickoff returns, and um, they looked great. Josh Allen threw three touchdowns. The defense had three interceptions. Uh, there was a lot of threes. DeMar Hamilton being yeah. three. Uh, as I said, Josh Allen, three touchdown passes. Defense, three picks. Uh, that was the first time they had returned a kickoff for a touchdown in three years and three months. So threes, 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 threes all over the board. Uh, that was their seventh win in, in a row. First time they've done that since 1990 when they made the Super Bowl back then. And, um, yeah, they uh, they dominated. They, uh, they, they, they were the class of, of this division by far. And they get to face division rival Miami right now, who's all banged up. Uh, that was one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. Their win, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, Dolphins come in here. Uh, Buffalo's 10.5-point favorites. They play on the... Early, early game on Sunday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And, um, yeah, I think this this really could be a blowout, even if Tua comes back. I think it is going to be a blowout because Miami historically does not play well in cold weather. Right. And they're going to Buffalo, yeah. man. And and so Buffalo is just like, oh, you guys, you guys love your surf. You love your beaches. There's none of that here. None of it, right? Oh, you you got you got to deal with the cold now. I, I I don't think this is going to be a close game. I honestly don't, I don't think this is going to be a close game. Though. No, it doesn't seem like it will be close at all. And um, yeah, the the uh, the Dolphins just squeaked in there. I was not cheering for the Dolphins. I uh, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Steelers all had a chance. Uh, Steelers won, and I thought, okay, great to see Tomlin in there. I appreciate him, one of the greatest quarter, uh, greatest coaches in the league, and I thought uh, they did everything they needed to do. They looked great doing it, and Dolphins played horribly, 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 and uh, squeaked in there. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't excited to see the Dolphins or the Patriots, and uh, the Dolphins made it. So, uh, hopefully, the Bills blow them out and uh, move on. We can see them face one of these other top teams in the AFC. 
Uh, one check in on the college football national championship. Uh, the, the backup quarterback is in for Georgia, so they're not going to run it up too much more. It's, uh, 65-7 with three minutes left. Uh, insane numbers for uh, so many of the Georgia players. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, Stetson Bennett, uh, 304 yards passing, four touchdowns, seven carries for 42 yards and two touchdowns. So six touchdowns for Stetson Bennett. And, um, yeah, a lot of the uh, lesser lights are getting an opportunity to play now, and uh, maybe they're getting scouted to be uh, NFL draft picks soon as well. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine so. Like, it's it, it's kind of funny to me because you're looking at this and going, okay, so w- what's the point now? So Georgia's just going to keep winning the next four to five years straight? Yeah. <laughs> Which they might. Too. They might. Yeah. Yeah, well, Alabama has been the you know consensus best team in the past uh, you know half dozen years, but Georgia's yeah. come in and uh, yeah took two national titles in a row and wow wow what a dominating amazing amazing year this uh, this is going down in the record books one of the one of the greatest ever so good on you congratulations Georgia uh, okay let's go to the third seed in the AFC the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they won the AFC North 12 and four. Uh, that was their eighth victory in a row. And, um, they are, uh, they are firing on all cylinders. The winners of the AFC last year, uh, looking back to just as good this year. And, um, they were able to easily beat Baltimore 27, 16, setting up a rematch with Baltimore this weekend. Uh, Baltimore's been hurting with their quarterbacks out. Lamar Jackson has been out. Anthony Brown came in this past week, the third stringer. And uh, Huntley has has been out. Not sure if Lamar gets back. Not, not sure if Huntley gets back. Obviously, this will be a one-sided affair if they're using their third-string quarterback. Um, Joe Burrow just had to have an average game. Uh, he got help, obviously, with Mixon and Chase and, and the rest. But, um, yeah, this is a juggernaut of game as well and uh, a team that's uh, looking like they're going to go far too. Yeah, they're, they're they're looking good. They're looking very good. Um, I there, There's too many question marks with the Ravens right now. Like, is Lamar good enough to play? We don't know that. Is Huntley good enough to play? We don't know that either. Is Brown going to play? That is likely could be a possibility. And I'll just say this right now. Brown plays. Ravens don't win. No. Not, not going to happen. No. It's just not going to happen, man. So, never, yeah, you can't expect uh, it to be the same as the Niners who have been able to win with a third stringer. But, um, yeah, uh, Huntley has a sh- uh, bad shoulder and a wrist. Uh, Lamar has a bad knee. And Lamar's legs are, you know, what's his biggest weapon. If he can't uh, run, they're in, in big trouble. Um, yeah, Cincinnati's only a six-point favorite uh, here, but uh, I, I I think they're um, you know in the money to defend their ASC title, and um, that will be the five fifteen Pacific eight fifteen game on Sunday. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Cincinnati getting in against the Chiefs or the Bills. Uh, th- these will be titanic battles between. To uh, you know, two or three of the the best teams in football. Yeah, 
yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that too as well, where the Bengals go forward and uh, they they play one of those teams, and we're 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 given an exciting, entertaining game, yeah. which it definitely will be. Yeah, well, the uh, the Bengals beat the Chiefs uh, three times in 2022, and uh, Joe Burrow is not as, not afraid of Patrick Mahomes, and uh, yeah, that that will be a battle if uh, if those two teams can meet. Uh, I I will definitely be tuning in, and uh, yeah, that could be one of the best games of the year. Could be definitely be one of the best games of the year. Um, yeah, uh, whoever the Bengals do end up facing in the second round, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, okay. In the AFC, the four seed is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, just the same as the NFC, that South team, pretty, pretty, pretty pathetic year, really, when it comes down to it. But Jacksonville actually earned it. Uh, they were behind Tennessee all season long after such a horrible start. Turned it around. Doug Peterson deserves um, Coach of the Year. Uh, candidate uh, votes, and so does Trevor Lawrence as a, a great uh, sophomore season there this year. Uh, they turned this around, able to win with a 9-8 record, beat Tennessee, who uh, dropped seven in a row to fall out of that uh, top position. And um, the Jags won their last five games. Uh, now they get to play the Chargers. Um, this, this game has all the markings of probably being the tightest game, uh, of the weekend, uh, this is going to be cool to see uh, Herbert against Lawrence, two of the really young up-and-coming QBs, and uh, first time both were in the playoffs. Uh, I think uh, this 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 could be really 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 fun matchup. I I agree. I, I think this is going to be a super entertaining game. I think it's going to be a close game, and uh, I have no idea who's going to win this game. I really don't. Like I, I think personally for me, I think this is a coin flip. I think I really do. I think this is a coin flip um, because Jacksonville has been hard charging, but the, but the charges have been up and down, you know, the entire year. Yeah. So um, I think it's going to be just a very entertaining game. I have no idea who's going to win this game. Uh, you know what? I take it back. I am a Chargers fan, so I'm going to go for the Chargers. Nice. I have no confidence, by the way, none. Okay. But I, I, I'll, I'll cheer for my Chargers. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheering for the Chargers too. I'm a little nervous on how the Jags uh, juggernaut has been going. They seem to got a, get a lot of confidence. I was really worried when Mike Williams went down in this game with a back injury. Uh, for some reason, Brandon Staley was playing a ton of his regulars, and I was really angry at him. Uh, Brandon Staley, to me, has made a lot of mistakes. And I don't see Doug Peterson doing the same. I think the coaching advantage is huge in favor of the Jags here. But uh, I think the Chargers do have enough weapons to to win this game. And uh, it'll be interesting. The Jags did win their only meeting of the year. Uh, but that was back in September, September 25th. The Jags won 38-10. to 10. But um, this, these are completely different teams uh, by now. Um, the Chargers didn't have uh, Keenan Allen in this game. Uh, no running attack for some reason. And uh, Austin Eckler has been one of the top players this season. He's He's been that Swiss Army knife that gets a ton of carries, gets a lot of catches out of the backfield. And, um, yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. 
we uh, yeah, th this definitely has all the earmarkings of uh, the best game, of, one of the best games of the weekend. It will happen at 5:15 Pacific, 8:15 Eastern on Saturday, and the Chargers are um, two and a half point favorites by Vegas. So uh, hopefully they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking so. Hopefully, we'll, we'll. I guess we're going to see. We're going to find out. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I believe. I just want to add one more thing. When when Williams went out with that injury, I think that's when Staley said, "Oh, maybe I should take some of those guys out of the game." <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I was so shocked. Uh, a lot of the. Teams that knew where they were seating wise were resting their starters, getting a lot of the other guys involved in the mix. And I was shocked that Herbert was in there, Williams was in there, Eckler was in there, a lot of their top guys. And and uh thank goodness it doesn't seem like this back injury for Mike Williams is serious. Uh just spasms. The um MRI was negative. And uh yeah, I think they'll have the full complement of guys there. So uh, these are some of your uh, the odds if you want to um, place some bets on your teams out there. Uh, the Chiefs are actually the um, favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bills are next. The Eagles are third. Niners are fourth. Bengals, Cowboys, Chargers, and Bucks are following them. Uh, the Vikings, Ravens, Jags, and uh, the Dolphins are uh, following that the Dolphins, the Giants and the Seahawks are all 50 to win to one to win the uh, the title but I would stick up probably the top five teams Bengals, Niners, Eagles, Bills and Chiefs I think uh, put your money on one of those and you probably can't go wrong all those teams are really good right now and um, I would I would bet a lot of money that uh, the Super Bowl champion comes out of those five teams yeah, I, I would agree with you 100%. Um, the finals that I envision happen, I, I, I see with my, my magical eye. Okay. I think I think it's going to be the Bills and the 49ers. Do you? Yeah, something just tells me that, I, I don't know, it's almost like this Brock Purdy guy is reminding me of a certain somebody. Kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm really good. <laughs> I don't know why nobody noticed me before, right? So, and Because he's playing like that right now. He's yeah. playing like a savvy veteran. So, yeah, I I still uh, I think it's going to be the Eagles and the Bills. Those are my picks uh, to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think the Eagles have been the best team all season, and now Hurts is back, and and they're going to get uh, rested up. Got that buy. I think that buy is huge for both the uh, both the Chiefs and the Eagles, and I think it's going to be a big help to get them over the hump. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be big, especially for Philly, especially for Hertz as he's trying to get over that injury. The more rest he gets, the better off he's going to be, obviously. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to uh, – um, let's make some quick uh, picks on uh, players of the year, uh, some of the uh, most impressive performances of the season. Uh, I want to um, say MVP, my, my pick – would be Patrick Mahomes for MVP. Other guys in the running are uh, Hertz and Burrow. Um, you can go off the board, but uh, who who would you say is the MVP of this season? 
Uh, it's kind of hard to go against Mahomes, isn't it? At this point in time, it's it's kind of hard. Like, like I, I think a close second would be Hurts, but I, I think it's Mahomes. Yeah. It, it's kind of hard to go against Mahomes. I think if Hurts didn't have those uh, couple games missing, didn't get injured, I, I think he wins this. But uh, I think Mahomes wrapped it up being healthy all year and getting that first overall. Yeah. In the in their conference, and um, that probably wraps it up for him. Uh, coach of the year, a uh, lot of good candidates: uh, Shanahan, Sirianni, Doble, Doug Peterson. Uh, I think I'm going for Shanahan because he did so much with uh, his third string quarterback, and then wasn't able, you know, didn't miss a beat T- ten in a row going into the playoffs. Uh, the other guys. Had a really phenomenal year, but to me, I think Shanahan uh, wrapped it up uh, getting, yeah, just piecing it together at the quarterback position, which is the most important position in football. Yeah, I I would I would agree with you on that. Dark horse favorite for me would be Dan Campbell. Yeah. For the Detroit Lions. Yeah. If they made the playoffs, yeah. If they made the playoffs, for yeah. sure, he would have won, yeah. for sure. But I, I, I'm still going to mention – I'm going to throw his name out there because I think what he's done for that team has been very impressive. Yeah. Uh, comeback player of the year. I've got three candidates here. Saquon Barkley, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. Uh, I'll let you pick first, and I'll tell you who I think is going to get it. Uh, it's it's going to be Barkley. It's got to be Saquon. It's got, okay. it's got to be Saquon, man, because he had so much to prove, and I thought he delivered this season for sure. I, I'm going with Geno Smith. I think he ended up uh, being the darling. I think, uh, you know, after such a, a tough career, uh, being in the league for that, ma- for that many years, never really getting a chance for the last half a dozen years, and being able to come in, uh, take this team that was supposed to be rebuilding – wasn't supposed to be winning. They were going to be winning four or five games, according to everybody. Uh, took this team to the playoffs. Uh, was the most accurate quarterback all season long and was the biggest reason why the Seahawks are there. I think Geno Smith deserves it and will get it. Yeah. But it's not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. But uh, I, I, I was just super impressed with Barkley. And then knowing that he was the engine that made Giants run, especially on offense, that, that's why I'm going with the same one. Cool. Um, okay, uh, offensive player of the year. Uh, we've got Tyreek Hill, who was amazing in Miami, Travis Kelsey, another phenomenal year with the Chiefs, and Justin Jefferson setting records in Minnesota. Uh, he's my pick, he's my pick too, because he beat a lot of Randy Moss's records. Yeah, and we're talking about you know, Randy Moss, so. Yeah, he yeah. would be my pick. <laughs> um, okay, how about uh, Defensive Player of the Year? I'll give you uh, three choices. Chris Jones, Defensive Tackle for the Chiefs. Mike Parsons, Edge Rusher for the Cowboys. And Nick Bosa, Edge Rusher for the Niners. Nick Bosa came on pretty hard at the end of the end of the year. I'd still go with Micah Parsons. Yeah. I, I'd I go think, with him. I think Nick Bosa deserves it, but I think because Micah Parsons is with the Cowboys, I think uh he'll he'll probably 
get it. Uh, he'll be the consensus pick. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. Um, I've got Tariq Woolen, uh, cornerback for the Hawks. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, de- defensive lineman for the Lions. And uh, Sauce Gardner uh, from the Jets. Um, I think Sauce <laughs> is the guy. Yeah, you, you like Sauce? I like Aiden Hutchinson. Nice. Actually, I, I I thought that he was, I thought he was fantastic for the Lions, like yeah. you know, uh, for the entire season. So was, that was fun. And uh, one last pick, offensive rookie of the year, uh, Garrett Wilson from the Jets, Chris Olave from the Saints, and Tyler Algier, running back from the Falcons. Tyler Algier for the Falcons. Nice. I, I thought he just had a solid, solid season all around. Good. Consistent. Good. Uh, I think Chris Olave will probably get the nod, but uh, all three guys had absolutely amazing year and uh, really good, really, really good rookie of the year. So, uh, okay, that's uh, the NFL story. Uh, super excited. Uh, super wild card weekend is less than a week away. And, uh, man, I plan to see every second of every game. Uh, this is when football becomes super fun because you don't have to miss any action. Uh, yeah. No games are going back to back up against each other. You get to watch all 60 minutes of all the games and um, there'll be a few blowouts, unfortunately this weekend, but let's hope most of them are really close tight games and we get to see some awesome football. Yeah. Like as, as long as they're entertaining, because let's be honest, we're not going to be treated like we were last year because that that's something that will come about every 60 years right yeah it's just not it's just not a normal occurrence it'd be great if it was like believe me that would be awesome yeah that would be phenomenal yeah let's let's keep our fingers crossed we don't have to wait 60 years for something like that but last year was a special special year uh but there are you know as i mentioned there are five teams that are you know some of the best teams that ever assembled and uh, it's going to be a battle between those guys to try to become the Super Bowl champion this year. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be an absolute war. I look forward to it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, let's just touch on the NBA a little bit. Um, why don't we start uh, with some great news. Uh, players of the Week, uh, LeBron James, made Player of the Week for the Western Conference Lakers have won uh, five games in a row, six of their last seven, and uh, LeBron James is the main reason. Anthony Davis went down. Everybody just started uh, writing him off. Thomas Bryant has come in there and really helped out. Dennis Schroeder's playing well. Actually, Russell Westbrook's playing good, but LeBron is driving this bus. He has averaged 35 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists in this run. And he's chasing down Kareem. It looks like uh, only about 420 more points, and he's got this. Uh, looks like somewhere February 9th is about that tipping point where he's going to get that record. And uh, it's amazing to see this guy still performing this amazing at uh, 38 years old. You you kind of wonder how. <laughs> how is he doing this? Like, how is it possible that this 38-year-old man is playing like some of his best basketball of his career? Ever, right ever of his career. Of his career. Like, yeah, this is unreal. Unreal. Another another guy. We mentioned Tom Brady a bunch, and he had 
you know some career years the last couple but man i this is a this is this is a guy that uh you know runs up and down the court plays a lot has uh been up there playing long long seasons year after year after year and still uh, having a absolutely amazing amazing resurgence uh just or no not even resurgence just continuing this amazing trajectory of a career 20 years in yeah and you think like eventually there'd be a dip like there, there's got to be a crash right but lebron goes no i think i can be better <laughs> they can get better and it's just like what i don't it he he doesn't make any sense yeah it's almost like he's an impossibility yeah like you know, like if, if i were to say to somebody say you know what if there's a guy, you know, 20 years in, and in his 20th year has his best season out of the 20? People are like, are you crazy? You think crazy feels? No, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. But he does that. That's yeah. what he does, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's so, so cool and so amazing to watch. And, yeah, we're blessed. We're blessed to be in this era getting to watch this guy play. He's He is legendary and phenomenal and a pleasure to watch for sure. Um, Eastern conference player of the week was Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he started off the week with a career high 71 points, only the seventh guy in history to break the 70 point plateau. Uh, he led the team to a three and one record averaged 38.7 assists, and five rebounds. And um, he is, uh, really driving this Cleveland Cavaliers to a complete turnaround with their franchise. After LeBron left, this team went on, fell on some hard times, but uh, he's being able to come in there and really, really help this team. They are tied for third now in the East, and um, yeah, I I love this. This ha this was a bit of a controversial trade because they gave up a ton, but man, has this worked out for Cleveland? Yeah. It, it has definitely worked out in their favor because, um, like, now you can, you can definitely argue I might be the best backcourt in the NBA with him and Darius Garland in the back. And the fact that so all of a sudden uh, Donovan Mitchell, he's playing defense. That's the one thing that really stands out to me. Nice. Like, he was putting major effort into his defense, yeah. which was pretty much non-existent in Utah. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with like he's taken several steps up in his game, and it's just like it's almost as if the the change has done him so much good that it's 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 completely changed him as a player. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great to see a guy change his game and become an all around player. And yeah, this has been a resurgence for him. Uh, on tomorrow night, he returns to Utah. First time since the big trade. Will be interesting to see how the fans respond. I'm sure they'll have a video tribute to him, and um, it'll be interesting to see how tough and hard he plays to try to beat them. Um, this is the trade. These are the guys. This is how much they got for him. Colin Sexton, uh, Laurie Markinen, a prospect, and three first round draft picks for him. Uh, Utah's set up for many years to come but uh this was this was a huge 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 gamble on cleveland's part in a way but uh it sure has worked out and um yeah, it'll be fun to see him back in utah 
And he also is back in Utah for the All-Star game in about a month. Uh, that will be wild to see um, how he's, uh, yeah, how he's treated tomorrow night and at the All-Star game, which will be, I'm sure he'll be in the mix uh, coming up. Yeah, I, I think uh, the fans have always appreciated him. I'm sure they'll welcome him back with open arms to a, to a point. Yeah. You know, they, they obviously still want their team to win. But, uh, yeah, uh, Donovan has given the Jazz fans a lot of great memories. And I, I think those they're still welcoming. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, there's a big return supposedly happening this week. Steph Curry is supposed to be able to play on Friday against San Antonio. Um, the rest of the team has rallied around a little bit. Clay is playing great. Uh, I'm, I'm really liking a lot of what uh, Wiggins is back. I'm liking a lot of what uh, the lesser lights are bringing to this. And uh, it'll be really nice to see Steph back uh, after missing about a month. And um, hopefully he can get himself back into playing shape real quick. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's just a matter of time, maybe just a couple of games for Steph. I, I'm just overjoyed that that Clay Thompson has found his game. Yeah. Um and and he's playing so well. Like just the what was it, a couple of games back, dropped fifty-four. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like he awesome. he's 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 coming back. Yeah. And the only thing that the Warriors actually need to figure out, road wins. Yeah. If they can win on the road. Yeah. It would be like, oh, it's this team because they don't lose at home. They have mm-hmm. the best home record in the NBA, and I think the worst road record. I know, NBA. isn't that crazy? Yeah, so weird. Yeah, I don't know what's how can it be so massively different. I think they've only won three games on yeah. uh, on the road, and uh, yeah, they're almost unbeatable at home. So uh, yeah, they've got they got to sort that out for sure. Yeah, like if they can sort that out, and again, I think one of their problems is. Just, just to get their defensive rotations set, you know, like they're just their defense is lacking right now. If yeah. they, if they can clean that up, oh man, then you know, watch out. Yeah, yeah, they're in sixth place in the conference right now, and uh, watch out. Uh, I think uh, they have a chance to move way, way, way up. Um, two teams that are really uh, doing great at the top of the conference right now are the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. Uh, Nuggets are first overall. Uh, actually, they're tied with the Grizzlies now after Grizzlies won their sixth straight. Uh, Nuggets have won eight of the last ten. Um, man, I'm I'm impressed with Jokic. Uh, one of the few guys in history, possibly, to win three MVPs in a row. Uh, this uh, he's he's actually got better numbers than some of those MVP seasons. Uh, he's also surrounded by Jamal Murray, who looks great, and Aaron Gordon. I don't think Aaron Gordon's actually played this good in his entire career. Uh, he's been able to go there, find his game, and he's looking great. Uh, Michael Porter's good. This team is really, really, really came together, and uh, they're they're very formidable now. Oh yeah, they 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 actually have a they have a fantastic team, man. Like like you got Caldwell Pope, you have uh, Brown that's on the team too. Yeah. Like they're Brown's formidable. Defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they are formidable. And it, it, it helps that you have the Joker, the best passing center we've ever seen. And possibly from some other NBA analyst saying, he might just be the best passer 
right anybody's ever seen Regar regardless of regardless the yeah. yeah yeah i know he's he's absolutely amazing incredible um on the other end of the scale in the west uh the uh phoenix suns are in trouble six game losing streak two and nine of their last 11 uh missing devin booker really badly and uh starting to sink like a stone uh six losses in a row only one win in the last 10 and uh man um yeah they they need booker back really bad this team uh can't win without him it looks like no no they they're deaf they're, they're they're flailing right now they can't win without him uh chris paul is really showing his age as of late and uh yeah, they need Booker to come back as quickly as possible if they want to start winning some games again. The other team that's having a hard time is the Clippers. They've lost six straight, and um, they're uh, they're having some health issues. And, uh, yeah, they are in trouble. In the East, uh, the team that uh, start, started blowing me away was Brooklyn, 18-2 and two in their last 20, but they were dealt a massive blow last night. Uh, Kevin Durant uh, sprained his left knee, MCL sprain. Uh, they think about four weeks he will miss uh, just after passing Dominique Wilkins for the 14th on the all-time scoring list. Uh, last year, he had an MCL sprain on the other knee. He missed six weeks. They think it's not as severe, but they think he's going to miss about four. And this team really struggles without KD then. KD was playing some of his best basketball he's ever played in his entire career. Amazing. Yeah. The Nets are going to be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're, they're not going on 18 and two without that guy doing what he's doing. And on top of that, playing amazing defense as well. Like, like he's, he's been playing on hard on both ends of the floor. Yeah. I guess they're going to just have to rely on Kyrie Irving. Going forward. <laughs> now, hopefully, Kyrie, so far, since he's been back, has just been, the focus has just been on basketball. I would like to think that the focus will continue to just be on basketball. But history says, eventually, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's too bad. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. I would not hold my breath. He's probably going to do something to blow things up for sure. Uh, the Knicks were on a four-game winning streak going into tonight. I watched them play the the uh, Bucks tonight. They lost 111-107. Great battle. Awesome game. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Bucks have been struggling a bit. Four, and four out of their last ten. Four wins out of the last ten. They won tonight, but uh, something's wrong there. It's not... Uh, not really uh, flowing very well. Uh, Chicago's playing a bit better lately, three-game win streak. And the only uh, last note I want to mention is uh, Kemba Walker was waived uh, by the Dallas Mavericks, uh, will be a free agent. I don't know who's going to pick him up. Um, he only got one start there, played great in that one start, but um, his injury troubles have uh, really – really limited him and uh this this could be it for for him he might not get picked up yeah I, I i feel that he's been nearing the end of his career for quite some time especially when he was even with the knicks uh his knees are just not where they need to be for him to perform at the highest levels yeah yeah it's too bad yeah really too bad
Okay, let's finish with some combat news. We got the UFC uh, one month hiatus over the holidays. Uh, they are back this Saturday. It's an early card out of the apex. And uh, Kelvin Gastelum and Nazardim Imovov were supposed to fight. Gastelum got hurt uh, over the weekend, was pulled from the card today. Sean Strickland is now in the main event. Sean Strickland was the in the main event, the last UFC they had before the break, and he will do back-to-back uh, cards as a um, late replacement. Uh, they have moved this. It was middleweight. Now it will be light heavyweight, uh, so they'll be able, to, both be able to not have to worry about cutting weight. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about this. Kelvin Gastelum was really not doing great lately. He had... Uh, lost his last three, five out of his last six. Uh, Strickland did take a loss out of his last one with the Cannoneer uh, decision loss, but um, I think this is a you know little closer matchup than Imovov. I would favor Imovov in this one, but um, I, I'm happy that a change was made. Yeah, I, 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 so am I. I think this is a better matchup. I think this is a better fight altogether. Uh, I appreciate the fact that they're doing it at light heavyweight because, you know, Christmas just ended. So that <laughs> <Yeah>. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's probably pretty smart on their part to do that. Uh, yeah. move, move them both up. Um, yeah, uh, Gastelum and Imovov were supposed to fight uh, April of 2022. And uh, that fight got postponed. Um, Gastelum was injured. And now you've got another injury. Supposedly he took a knee to the face and it injured his mouth severely. And uh, let's hope he can recover quickly and uh, see, yeah, um, get back in there. Uh, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't super excited about that main event, but now I'm a little more jacked about it. I think it'll be a great fight. Uh, I am really looking forward to some of the other fights on the card. Uh, Dan Ige and Damon Jackson. Uh, Ige is a little bit struggling right now. He is that uh, 50K guy that's always looking for the bonus. So uh, he goes out on a shield a bit. But I think Damon Jackson is the real deal. He's on a on a runner right now, hasn't lost a while. And uh, I th- I favor him in this featherweight co-main event. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think uh, Jackson definitely has uh, the advantage with uh, momentum on his side for sure. Uh, but Ige, he's down and he's there to fight. He'll put on an entertaining fight. He's not backing away. He's not hiding. He's coming yeah. straight at you. That's but one of, the, one of the guys that I always like watching because he just throws from the fences, Soriano. Yeah. I, 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 I love I love Puna. I, I love that guy because yeah. he kind of throws caution to the wind, and I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's great. Very entertaining guy. And uh, fighting Roman Krylov, I think that'll be a hell of a fight. Uh, I was really disappointed to hear that Jeff Neal and Shavgat Rachmanov uh, got canceled. Uh, that fight would have been a hell of a battle. And, uh, yeah, we've we've seen a few fights fall off this card. This isn't a uh, super stacked card uh, for a lot of name fighters. Uh, we've got the big USC pay-per-view next weekend. But uh, there is a Ner- Nurmagomedov. Um, and there's, uh, yeah, there, there are a few, few, few fighters that will be fun. I always like 
seeing uh, Abdel Razak Hassan. He's a hell of an entertaining fighter. And uh, I'm sure we're going to see some great, great performances out of a lot of these guys. Yeah, uh, I'm. Yeah, we're going to see some good performances for sure. We're going to see some some individuals have a chance to, you know, shine that we normally won't see. So it'll be a good card. It'll be a good. Card. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're just over a week away from UFC 283. Uh, that's Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill. This is happening in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and we get to see Davison Figueredo, uh, Brandon Moreno 4, uh, which uh, is unprecedented for the Colmain flyweight title. Um, tons of Brazilians on this card. We get to see Paul Craig break Johnny Walker's arm. We get to see uh, <laughs> Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. Uh, there's going to be some uh, hell of a Hell of a lot of amazing battles on this card. Yeah, yeah. I this is this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. Uh first off with uh Glover and Jamal Hill. That's gonna be a good fight because their their styles are so completely different. Yeah. I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing that fight. I don't disagree with what Dana did there. And that's what one of the rare times I don't disagree with him. But I don't disagree with what he did. I think he made a, a very astute call with having them. In the main event for the for the belt, yeah. Because uh, after this after this fight is done, somebody's gonna get the belt. It ain't gonna be ending in a draw where no. nobody. Gets it. Yeah, that, that's, not, that's, that's not what's happening. Here, that's, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I, and then with the Figueroa Moreno fight, I I think personally, I think that will probably be the best fight of the night yeah. because I think both of them are just like, well, this is it. Like this 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 is this is literally it. This is the rubber match. We probably are not allowed to fight each other ever again. So I think both guys are going to come in there, guns blazing for yeah. a five round straight, just trying to take each other's heads off. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, you, you, it's unprecedented seeing four times. Uh, yeah, we'll never see five. So yeah, yeah, this is their chance to go out and shine and get a belt. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, there, there's a hell of a lot of good guys on this card. I'm looking forward to seeing Shogun, as always, getting to fight the Hulk. Uh, no, no, he's sort no, he's fighting uh, Pereira, sorry. Uh, Brad Tavares fighting uh, Gregory Rodriguez, who's an amazing fighter. Uh, on and on and on. Um, it's going to be great. And uh, we're, as I said, we're just a week away, a little over a week away from that. Uh, you mentioned Dana White there. A um, lot of backlash over the video that got leaked from the holidays where Dana and his wife got into a fight and Dana uh, ended up slapping her. And um, I'm surprised that he has not faced a lot more backlash a lot more punishment um what about you what uh what are your thoughts about this whole ordeal okay first off i knew he was never going to lose his job his job was never going to be jeopardy number one i knew that uh number two he he he's the first to admit you should never lay your hands on a woman then he did exactly that yeah. so you know all the backlash that he gets well-deserved. Clearly, it's well-deserved. Not as much as I thought there would be, though, actually, at the end of the day. Maybe it's because I've thought of this. <laughs> and this is horrible, but maybe it's because 
We already know he's a bully. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of almost not surprised that this has happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunately uh, he has acted like a bully at times. And unfortunately, this is a combat sport. So sometimes you um, don't hold these athletes to the same standards as you do other athletes. Uh, him being the commissioner of this league, uh, I could imagine if Roger Goodell did this. You know, whoa, like, you know, this would be just, this would be massive news every day, front page news, front of the, the every newscast for weeks. Uh, this, uh, you know, th- this would be crazy. So, uh, he's lucky he's in this sport and he seems a bit untouchable. I'm shocked that there hasn't been uh, more backlash and more maybe a punishment. Uh, ESPN, Endeavor, UFC, somebody, you know, just saying, okay, Dana, it's time to step away. Uh, we're going to suspend you. We're going to find you. There's going to be something, you know, that deters this. Um, I'm I'm worried about fighters seeing this. And not thinking that it's a big deal. Hey, you know, my boss got away with it. Uh, you know, I should be able to do this and, you know, not expect anything. And it's a little bit um, dumb, I think, that everybody that's running this sport and uh, is involved in the sport uh, isn't um, holding his feet to the fire a little bit more because, uh, you know, he admitted this is a horrible mistake and something that he shouldn't do. And, uh, you know, there hasn't been much in the way of any punishment. There hasn't actually been much in the way of accountability, period. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, I did this. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, he said he's sorry, folks. So we're moving on. And it's just like, oh, okay. Well, I don't don't know if that's the the right message that you want to send. But uh, that's the message that's out there right now. And... It's 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 kind of sad, but at the end of the day, he's the boss, and is the boss gonna punish himself? I guess not. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, it's just too bad. It's um, yeah, it's too bad. It's come out. I've just been so disappointed uh, hearing about it and seeing it, and then you know seeing everything ever since. Um, there, nothing about this has been handled well i don't think and it's just too bad that we have to see this happen and deal with it and um yeah i'm i'm really really surprised at how how little um yeah it has really affected anything uh about him the ufc or you know anything going forward uh i guess they moved the slap fighting championships up a week i guess they uh, decided they wouldn't put it uh, starting this week. They would do it one more week. Not really anything, any of a big deal. So uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, I I want to switch gears to something good. I do want to mention something sort of sad that happened over the holidays too, but I do want to mention that the WWE is up for sale right now. Vince McMahon has decided to come back, try to get a, a new deal uh, TV-wise and then try to facilitate a sale. And the UFC owner, Endeavor, is one of the top players trying to buy the WWE. Uh, very interesting news that's uh, just just shaken out. 
I cannot believe the McMahons are going to get out of the wrestling business completely. I'm actually kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. I know that I know that the old man was involved in that scandal and stuff, and they tried to keep it hush hush and quiet, but <laughs> you can't really do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing anymore. Um, I, you know, like as bad as that was, you know, they 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 kind of got him away from the whole thing, right? They just said, okay, so we're just gonna push you out. And so now you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then pop, pop, pop of that, Vince McMahon is like, what is he in his freaking eighties? <laughs> like, like, you know, like, you know, you old man. He's an old man, so he should be like retiring and should be like, you know, going away. Um, my only question is, all right, that's cool that Endeavor wants to do this. Do you know how to run that business? <laughs> Are you gonna run into the ground and then it's not gonna exist anymore? Yeah, like, I can easily see them destroying it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did that with many of the other organizations that they bought. Uh, they viewed them as competition, just squashed them, took a few of the bit parts, and then just said goodbye. And uh, yeah, that that actually is a hell of a good point. And hopefully, that's not something that uh, yeah they would be on in in the cards or in their thought process whatsoever. Yeah, because I I I, I would worry because. If okay, so if I'm the McMahons, if if I like you know like this is this is our life's blood, yeah. so you want to make sure that the people that take over are going to be very good stewards of your product yeah. going forward, yeah. for as long as they're going to be having it as yeah. you know like to hold on to as ownership. So, and I just I just don't know if they have the capacity to do it. Like I I have big questions on if Endeavor can do this. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good point. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah, um, whoever does take it over can run it properly and uh, yeah, keep that legacy. Uh, the McMahons built that uh, to a worldwide, uh, you know, very huge entertainment uh, uh, for everyone involved. And uh, yeah, it would be sad to see that the, somebody take it over and, and kill all that hard work and and uh, make it not go. So um Okay, I got a couple more notes. Uh, uh, Professional Fighters League PFL signed Jake Paul to uh, some kind of deal. Uh, I'm not really sure how soon he will fight, if he does at all. But um, very smart of the PFL to get him on board because he is so good at promoting. And uh, if they utilize him to promote this sport, to promote this league, I think uh, this this is a big win-win for them. Uh, I don't know how good of a mixed martial artist he will be. He has a bit of a wrestling background. Obviously, has been just a boxer for the past few years. So he's going to have to work on his ground game big time. But um, I think this is a coup for the PFL, who's uh, tried different models to try to get popular. Not maybe UFC status, but quite up there and uh this is uh i think a bold move on their part but smart yeah i think it's a bold move i think it says yeah a savvy move on their part you know because uh that he does have a following a, a big following at that so and i and i believe in the contract or in whatever they've worked out that he gets a piece of the a piece of the organization as well so um now is he is he is he going to be a good mma fighter Probably not in the beginning. That's going to be honest there. So, but um, when it comes to promotions and marketing, yeah, you, you're not going to get anybody better because he's already done it. 
He's proven that over and I was, over. I was impressed with PFL having those uh, tournament type uh, styles for their fights where they ended up having six champions all won a million dollars. That raised their profile quite a bit. It got a lot of uh, former UFC fighters and a lot of guys that weren't in the UFC moving up and making some serious money that they weren't going to make anywhere else. Um, I think uh, that was very bold and a smart move on their part. And this is just another um, another good move. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jake Paul can bring promotion-wise to this. Uh, we'll see if and when he does um, actually uh, be, you know, fight MMA. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov announced uh, today that he is retiring from coaching now. Uh, he retired in August 2020. Uh, no, October 2020. Um, he retired from fighting. Now he says he's retiring from coaching, so he can concentrate more on being a husband and a and um, father to his three kids. A uh, little bit strange timing with Islam Makachev about to fight Alexander Volkanovsky next month uh, for the title. But um, yeah, family's uh, super important, and he he said he's walking away. Yeah, well, you know what? He's he has never been a guy that's been motivated by money. Yeah. He's he's never he's never been that that individual. He's never been that person. Yeah. And I'm not surprised to hear that. Because like he walked away from huge opportunities when his mom said, I don't want you doing it anymore. Yeah. You know, after his father passed. And he just said, Okay, yeah. I won't do it anymore. You know, so yeah. um I I I applaud him. I applaud anybody that says, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put my family first, and uh, I'm gonna focus on that, uh, because you know he's clearly financially well off. Yeah, I think he's fine in that, in that, in those regards. And also too, maybe he's just like, you know, I've been fighting since I was four. Kind of tired. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, you mentioned his mom, and we talked about Dana White. Uh, there's a an amazing YouTube video of an interview with Dana White's mom. You gotta watch. Holy cow! Uh, it was a big eye opener for me today. Uh, she's not a Dana White fan, and uh, she she throws quite a bit of uh, uh, <laughs> tough things his way. Uh, it's it's a must watch. It's only about nine minutes long, but holy cow! It was pretty shocking. Uh, yeah, check it out. Anybody that's watching, listening, uh, Dana White's mom, not a fan of Dana White, and she voices her displeasure to how he is now. Um, some sad news over the holidays. Stefan Bonner uh, passed away. We've lost uh, some mixed martial artists in the last, uh, in, in 2022. We lost, um, yeah, some great fighters. And uh, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Uh, really sad to see another guy go before his time. And and um, yeah, I I can't believe how many mixed martial artists uh, we've seen. Um, yeah, just uh, pass away in the in the past little while. Stefan Bonner was instrumental in the UFC being where it is now, because that fight with Forrest Griffin is what put the UFC on the map. Yeah. They were floundering. It was like they were like, ah, I don't know how many more shots we have at this because this is this is not going well at that point in time. Uh, but when that fight happened, that was like the miracle fight for the organization. That was their 
TSN turning point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where everything turned around for the organization. That's where all of a sudden people are like, Dana White's a genius. Look at this guy. Like, you know, like that, that's what happened. Yeah. And so you got to give props or you got to give credit where credit's due. And and Stefan Bonner was integral to that. Without Stefan Bonner, you may not have the USC where it is right now. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he got his due while he was still living. He's in the Hall of Fame and will always be there. And um, he gave us a lot of amazing performances and a lot of uh, great things to watch. And you're right. Uh, we wouldn't probably be talking about the sport today if uh, he, he didn't do what he did there against Boris Griffin. And, um, yeah, uh, he'll be missed. And, uh, yeah, it was sad to see him taken way too soon. Uh, finally, the last thing I want to mention is uh, Tank Davis uh, got his victory this weekend against Hector Garcia. Uh, Garcia couldn't come out and answer the bell for the ninth round. And uh, this sets up a bout with Ryan Garcia in April. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Finally, hopefully... They can put this together. We've been wanting to see this for a while, and uh, Tank did what he had to do this weekend. Uh, let's let's get those promoters together and, and make this happen. Sometimes that's the biggest stumbling block is the promoters themselves, where everybody's like, "Can can you can you please make this happen?" Like like they're they're in their prime now. This is what we want to see now. Yeah. Can you do it? Can you can you somehow generate enough money? By the way, I think there's going to be enough money uh, that both sides are happy, and then they're, they're going to fight. Because the one thing I love about Ryan Garcia, it, he's got some of the fastest hands I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, like his hands are lightning quick. I've seen YouTube of where he knocked a dude out, and I didn't see what happened. <laughs> right? no, and I'm serious. Where I'm like, well, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> the punch? What did he do? Is he a superhero? I don't know. I had to slow it down. And it was one of the fastest punches I've ever seen in my freaking life. Where I'm like, you you can't defend against that. What are you going to do? You're actually just knocked out. That's actually what you're going to do. Yeah. So yeah, I look forward to that fight. And I hope it happens. I hope they figure it out. Yeah, this is one of the most anticipated fights in boxing. And, uh, yeah, you know, we've seen too many guys go past their prime before these fights get put together. But these guys are in their prime, and um, there shouldn't be any reason why uh, it's not. They don't sign on the dotted line and make it happen. Everybody's going to make money, and we will get entertained like uh, no other fight, really, that's on the cards for boxing. So, so I can't wait. Hopefully it happens. Okay, man. Well, this was awesome. Uh, I'm glad we were able to do this uh it was nice to have a holiday and uh nice to have a break but ufc's back at it this week uh we got the nfl playoffs going on you know that we're halfway through the nba season already uh craziness and um yeah next week we're gonna be talking in the middle of a playoff game after uh five of the playoff games have been played and uh it'll be uh awesome to break it down with you as always man have a have a great night ahead and have a good week. We will keep in touch. Yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. I'm actually going to continue watching the Bucks Knicks game. I haven't paused. Mm. I'm forward to it. It's okay. going to be great. Nice. And yeah, my friend, I look forward to talking to you again next Monday. Okay. Sounds good, Jason. Take care, man.
Bye for okay. now. Bye for now. Okay, thanks everybody. Uh, appreciate you sticking into the end there. That was fun. Um, awesome podcast. That was um, great. We covered a lot of material, and uh, it was a blast. Uh, thanks. Uh, happy twenty twenty three. Hope you guys had a great holiday season. Happy New Year to you all. Uh, I want to thank our partners and sponsors. Um, I appreciate all your support as always. And um, yeah, let's uh, yeah let's keep this going. Tell your friends, tell your family, check out our websites. And um, yeah, I, I hope you um, keep tuning in every Monday. And we're going to bring you a few more podcasts through the week, especially in March. March is the biggest month. Uh, on the complete sports media calendar uh, there will be so much coming on we're going to bring you a few new shows a few new uh, regular guests and uh, it is going to be awesome so um, right around the corner we can't wait love you guys lots take care of yourself and have a terrific night we will talk soon love you bye for now